Welcome to the Folks Alert Podcast. This is episode 184 of season four. My name is Kiko. My guest today is a old school player from Chicago. Ben goes all the way back to 1974. His name is Pow Wow. Sir, Pow Wow, how are you? Hey, I'm grateful. I'm a grateful dude, Kiko. Um, just grateful. Just to be able to be around here. You know, everything's good. Dig that, dig yeah. that. Dig. 1974. I was born in 1974, sir. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so so, you, so you've, you, you've been around, stomping around before I even got here. Right. I'm going to play that in the lottery. 74, 74. Dig that, dig that, dig that. Right. So uh, um, tell me this. Uh, well, first, you say you got in, you go all the way back to 74. Uh, obviously, you've seen Chicago change a great deal from 1974 to 2022. Uh, take me back to your earlier days. In 1974, uh, growing up in Chicago, getting introduced to the player lifestyle. What was what was that like? Well, you know, <clears throat> everything. Kiko comes with a transition. Dig that. You understand me? And, um, you know, as I was a little kid, I used to watch and see certain things. And, you know, that's what kind of attracted me from a little boy, like 13, 14 years old, because I would see, you know, my uncles and, and, you know, and my daddy's them, and, you know, uh, brothers of the struggle and I would see stuff so that kind of attracted me into doing things and seeing things right. that I saw and you know that's that, that was kind of attracted me to the game of just life that how I was living and what I was around you know we're you know we're a product of what we come up from mm-hmm. you know so and I was you know I, and I took that and that's what I went with. Take that. Now, how many siblings do you have? Do, do you? How many brothers and sisters do you have? Uh, it's just me and my brother, my little brother. Yeah. Okay. No, but you you said that you you saw your uncle. You know, you you were around your uncles were players. So that's why I was asking. You know, you seen your uncle being player. You picked it up from him. Was there? Was there? somewhat of a a a structure uh into how things should be and how things should should go in the player lifestyle because players when you look at players from and i i I spoke to a couple players from back in the days you talk to players from the 70s 74 and you look at players in today's era it's quite it's like night and day yeah it's a whole different script 
because okay. the way you know when when I see my uncle Magellan, I'd be like, oh damn, okay, it's drawn up different than now from being you know from what it is now and back then it was a certain you know era how you just everything how you move and how you talk and how you respect all the game that's around you you know you saw that so that's how I learned watching that and that's you know watching my uncle and I'm like okay Okay, the way he moved, the way he, how he handled everything with the girls and everything. So I'm like, oh man, the way he dressed, like, oh yeah, okay, that's it, right there. That's what I want to be like that. Okay, now when you when you made the decision that okay, well, I'm gonna follow my uncle, you know, because I want to be like my uncle. What was your what was the what was the the, the, the I guess how did your parents feel about it? Well, see, my daddy was in the street, so mm -hmm. it was just my mama, so she didn't see nothing. Right. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? It was my, see, my uncle, what he was doing, my mama didn't see that. Dig that. You know, and then what my daddy was doing, my grandmama didn't see that. Right. I mean, he was doing what he was doing, and he was in the street hustling. She knew what he was doing, but it's just a you know when you coming up in chicago especially when you you know you in this street game you in this game it, they they really ain't paying attention to that they just let you do what you do so i was doing what i had to do felt like well my mom she really you know she worked every day so I always just kept stuff under wraps and just, man, I looked at my uncle and said, oh, man, man, oh, yeah, that's it. And that's what I went on. That's how we was in the street. That's how we was doing the stuff we was doing. So, you know, each generation followed each other. You know, when, when we was coming up, it ain't like now, the stuff they doing now. Because the younger generation fought the next generation, the next generation fought the next generation. Oh yeah, that's what I want to be like that. We took it like that. Now so, tell me, tell me a little bit about your your uncle is Magellan. Um, right, he, he's a well-known player in Chicago, uh, very well respected. Okay, now you follow your uncle, right? You right. Ha you have a younger brother. Who goes by earthquake? Now, right. did did he follow in your footstep, or he was just observing your uncle as well? He was observing my. He following up. He following me. Dig that because, like I told you, every generation is like you know. So you you're saying that your 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 younger brother was watching yourself and your uncle, right? He was watching us because the generation that we was in. I mean, well, we started from, we was watching my uncle. Dig that. And when they come up, they was watching us. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's, then, you know, that's how it basically go. From Scott, you always going to go from, you know, step to step. You always going to, you know, whatever was in front of you, 
that's basically what you're gonna follow. Okay, take me to the point to, and I wanna if if you can remember your your uncle, obviously he was coming up with a, a group of players himself. Now Don Juan is from Chicago. Was right. Don Juan part of your era or your uncle's era? My uncle era. Okay, yeah. so he was part of that. So how did players like the Don Juans and your uncle, how did they interact with each other back then? Did it was 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 Chicago divided into groups and areas to where certain players would play on this side of the city and other players would on that side? How was how was that dynamic? How did that lay how did that lay out? Well, you know, uh, uh, Don Juan, the bishop, was on the west side. My uncle was on the south side. But, you know, my uncle was something that was extraordinary. Like, he was so extraordinary with everything, what he did. And, I mean, he, just like the, just like Bishop was. But he was on another level mm -hmm. that... Bishop Nim knew, you know, because my uncle did different things and he was so dynamic at, and just so with everything that he did was, you know, just, just graceful. He was, he had a lot of grace with everything he did. Mm -hmm. He was so player about everything. Dig that. Even with the girls, with his business. With everything, did he respect everybody? So that's why they had to respect him. That's why they called him the Godfather. Dig that. You know, he was the Godfather because everything he did, you had to come and holler at him. All right, now, now it's funny that you say Godfather because there is a, and maybe you can help me out. There is a a, a guy in Chicago who they call Pimp God. Was he around? With that same era as your uncle, or no? Man, I don't know, uh, Kiko. I don't know nothing about no pimp guy. Ain't okay. no recognized no, no pimp guy. No, no, to no. Me. no. I don't know nothing about that. <laughs> right. So, but but the, the thing is, the why the reason why I ask because when you talk to different players, they have different recollection of how things were. No one are very. Some people are not very forthcoming. Now. Uh, now speaking about your uncle and now you're looking at your uncle you're you're seeing how he's moving and you're mimicking in that that now you have your younger brother coming up behind you at what point do you or did, did you and your brother have this conversation did he come to you and say hey listen powwow uh, i think i want to fuck with this i mean how did that how did how, how did he decide to get into it because your brother he took what your uncle did what you did and he took it to a whole different level yeah and that's through you know by him learn by the you know when i say when i talk about my brother mm -hmm. you know you he he was like so different right than everything else he was like my uncle but he was so in the vision of everything because the way that he did stuff, mm -hmm. he did it calculated. He had moves that he would make by watching my uncle, watching us. He was a learner. He was one, my little brother was one that was a learner because he watched. We're, we're talking about your younger brother, Earthquake. My, 
Yeah, my little brother Quake. Right. He would learn by watching what I was doing, the mistakes I was making, or what my uncle was doing, and how gratefully he was doing stuff. He put everything together around all of us. And that's what made him know and pay attention to everything because he was an observer. So he wouldn't talk a whole lot. He just be watching. Mm. That's how he had got so sharp. Because he be watching. And things that we would do, he said, okay, uh, he put that in it. And things that that weren't good, he knew, oh, okay, I can't do this like this. That's why he was the most person in the vision of everything that, you know, what made him what he was. That's why I would say he was the greatest of all time coming from Chicago. Now, you know, that's my brother, but I didn't see nobody did it better than him. And my uncle was the greatest that I saw, but my brother was greater than him. Okay. Let me ask you I mean, this. Let me ask you this question. Uh, I want to get back to your brother, but I want you, you said something that your brother observed the mistakes that you made, learned from those yeah. mistakes. Tell me about those, some of those mistakes that you've made, um, and missteps that you made that which if you could have changed it uh you probably would have done things different i would have because you know i got into the drug use i got into the but that, that's but that's part of the game though you, you know yeah but see that's what he watched mm-hmm. he watched but i ain't gonna do that you know did you know i was into the organization stuff so he was into it, but he watched how to do it correctly. Gotcha, gotcha, right. gotcha. So that what made him know how to turn circles and make circles around that that make it good for him. So he knew he a part of it too. We was all a part of the same thing. Chicago, when you come up, you're a part of all this stuff. Right. You know you from what your environment. But he took that, he knew not to do drugs, he knew not to be, you know, where it's forcefully gang-banging or organization, he was in all that, but it's just a way that he did it. I did, you know, I just was there. I'm out there. Tell me this. Um, One of the, we had a conversation a while back and it, it was in regards to you had one one thing, and when we had this conversation, I know it really affected you a great deal. Uh, and with this lifestyle, it, it comes a lot of up and down. It comes a lot of sacrifice, and it comes with a lot of tragedy as well. You had a cousin, and I believe it was uh, Magellan's son. You guys, right. were, you guys was really close, right? Um, and I'm sure you're close with your brother as well. You know, you and and I'm saying and I'm assuming that you and Magellan's son came up together. Yeah, we came up together. When mm-hmm. now having it, and I mean it's a different bond if you have a if you have a player partner is, is different, but it's it's a different bond when you have a family member that you're coming up with, right? Right. Tell me about how losing your cousin, how that impact you. And how it changed the direction and the path that you were going in. Well, that affected me um, 
because that's the first, you know, um, somebody that really, really, really affected me. Mm-hmm. So that probably did a lot of things that bothered me in life. But it built me. Mm-hmm. But with his death, it took a lot from me I, because the way that I felt about him. Right. And the way that he tragically died and I saw it. You know, when I went and got when we went and got him, when me and my uncle went and got him, mm-hmm. and, and I saw him, I'm like, dang, man, this is some, you know, this is some serious stuff. You see, because, you know, coming up, I saw stuff, but when, it, when it's in your family, it's just a different feeling. Right. And that, by me being young, it affected me. How old you were know, you? How, how old were you at the time? I was like 21, but, you know, then I just really came home from the penitentiary. Okay. So, you know, because I went to the penitentiary when I was young. So, you know, uh, and that really, you know, and it was because it was me and him involved in it. But, you know, by, you know, silence and secrecy, you know, man. But when I come home and then this happened to him, because he was getting down. And that affected me. Um, it still affects me to this day, I think, because uh just that situation, because I saw it. And when I saw him, I said, Dad, you know, but you know, it is what it is. So now, I, I don't let me let me let me ask you this. Um you're twenty one at the time when that happened. Yeah. I want, I want to take you back a little I was born bit. On 21. I was twenty. Yeah. Uh, do you remember the year? What? How old you were when you first went to the penitentiary? I was seventeen. Now seventeen, yeah. going to mm-hmm. the penitentiary, that's probably something unheard of at, for a seventeen-year-old. So you're seventeen years. You're seventeen years old. You're going to the penitentiary. You did uh, three years, I guess. Four years you did. Now coming home. How? Going to the penitentiary, how did that how did that change you, and what what type of impact did it have on you? The things that you saw there and how because you're 17, you're not really fully an adult yet, but you're forced to go be an adult now. Right, right. You're forced to be adult, and then you going in the lion's den. Right. You know, you're going, you're going, and then you know you you go where I had to go. You going in the lion's den, right? Because I had to go to maximum security because of what I was doing in the jail. Dig that, you know, by you being hooked up in the organization stuff, you know, and your name is steady, you know, uh, you know, you're a part of this organization, right? So, you know, your name, they already got loaded computer, everything, they already know who you are, what you is. So they send me, you know, they send me to the maximum security. Right, right. So, you know, you 17, 18 years old. Mm. And you like that. Man, is that for real? <laughs> but yeah, right. that's what it is. But you know, but penitentiary was what it was. So I didn't that didn't really bother me. Penitentiary, but I didn't really get nothing just to be that man. Right. You know, you from Chicago, you and you in it. 
you know this how you have to be. Dig that. Dig you, that. You won't be this way or that way. So, you know, I'm gonna be this way. Okay. Because this is what it is. So how, you know, I'm a gangster. I man, I don't, I don't buy. I wasn't gonna buy nothing. How, I don't care. Okay. Mm-hmm. Look, how how did that? How did you going away for those few years? How did that affect your your relationship with your mom? Well, my mama was, you know, my mama had to take care of herself. Mm. So she wasn't really too much worried about me because she knew how I was anyway. From being a kid, she knew that, you know, how, she just knew. How how, just knew. how how did that, how, how did your brother take it? Well, my brother, like I said, I used to ride him and, and, uh, you know, he was on the street. Mm. So he was a prodigy of me. Right. My brother was just more low key. Right. But he was just like me. He, I mean, you know, we go stand up. It don't matter. Dick that. <laughs> if we standing up, you know, this man, this is what it is. It's Chicago. When you in Chicago, you gonna stand up or you gonna sit down. This it. Or you gonna hide behind the tree. Nah. In Chicago, when you in Chicago, you ain't gonna be but two ways. You gonna stand up or you going behind that tree and hide. And if you going behind the tree and hide, they gonna get down on you. They so that's just how it go. You know, that's how I come up. That's how it go. We don't, we ain't gonna move. You can't move me. Nigga, I'm a player. Get what I am. I'm a gangster. This is what I am. I ain't scared to die. Nigga, I'm fighting till I die. You, that, that's how we get in. Dig you, that. Me, you want to kill me? Now, because I'm getting down on you. Now you, you're you're 21. Uh, mm-hmm. You're now coming home from prison, and I can only assume because we're in a height of in that era. We're in a height of of racism, segregation. Uh, th- there's a lot of oh, there's a lot of ele- elements playing towards the black man in that in that era. Okay, yeah. uh, and then you lose your you lose your, cu- your cousin very tragically. Uh, how was it? How how was it at that time for a young black man to navigate? Uh, all these elements working against him because you're for, you're forced to do things that you really don't want to do you're forced to you're, you're forced to be involved in things that any 21 year old 17 year old shouldn't be involved in but then when you look at society as a whole of what's going on in society they kind of force you into that position well, yeah, that's that's life. We already that's something understood because we were I wasn't around uh, white folks like that. We just knew how they did us. Mm. So we just really, you know, when you coming up, you don't see a lot of stuff because if you're not a really around it, you just know what happens to you. Right. When you involved in 
stuff that white folks are in control of, which they was in control of a lot of stuff. Right. So you're not really, when you young like that, you ain't even paying attention. That's just like today, they don't pay attention how the white folks do, how they do, how they got stuff in control and everything. They don't even see it. They not even paying attention to it. We didn't even pay no attention to that. Right. So we don't see it. You know, as I'm older now, now I stay. Man, these white folks, man, they be getting down on us. Right. We didn't see it then. Now, when you go on the penitentiary, you didn't see that. Right. You just know that these white folks against you already. You already know everybody against you already. You are... Uh, Mm-hmm. You, you are. I, I want to ask you, you. You said your brother saw your mistakes. I, I want to ask yeah. you about your brother a little bit. Yeah, uh, that's what I, I want to talk right, about. Right. I spoke. I spoke to him on on several occasions. Very very uh, soft spoken guy. Uh, not not very mixy. And very observant. Okay. And. As you said, he observed your mistakes, learned from them, and didn't implement those mistakes into what he had going on. When right. you, when when your brother decided to get into the game, did you did you see him taking to the game the way he is he is took to it? Did you did you saw that? Yeah, I saw it as we was kids when we was little. I saw it. Okay. From the time we was little boys from six, five, six, seven, because he was always, see, he didn't do a whole lot of talking. Right. But the moves that he made when we was five and six years old, when he was a leader. So I saw that. And then I saw how women always attracted to him. He was like he he was like a magnet mm, to women. Right. So you knew when women see him that how they attracted to him and how they called to him, and, and you would see how he react to it. Like it don't mean nothing. I mean, get out of here. He was so good at. Just being him, it was just cut up in him, and you could see. When I went to the penitentiary, you could see that man, he gonna be cold. Real, a, he, real a real problem out here. He gonna be a problem, and he's the greatest that did it that I saw, that I ever saw because of the way that he did everything, the way he did with the women he had. He was so. He just knew. He didn't do things like, you know, he ain't try to get out on another nigga's broad. He ain't try to take no man. He everything he did was in the vision. Kept the play, kept the player. Kept the player. He ain't gonna try to disrespect nobody. He ain't try to take no everything he did, he made it himself. He did himself. He did himself. He worked every strip. He could make strips. He could put bras on joint and strip on, 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 on tracks that, like, damn, you over here? 
You over here? <laughs> and then he ain't gonna take no niggas brow. He ain't doing nothing. Every brow he got, he don't even want no nothing niggas brow. He would make his own girls be, man, look, give me 30 days and, and then watch where I'm gonna be at with her. It's just the way he constructed his business. Dig that. Yeah, and he was the greatest that I ever saw. I mean, my uncle was the coldest that I ever saw other than my brother, but you know, and then my cousin was cold, but my brother was the greatest that I ever saw do it. They could bishop them and they could say what they want to say and do how they want to do. Man, bro couldn't drink, couldn't smoke, couldn't do nothing. Everything's gotta be in, he had everything in, in a position of this how we doing this. This how this go. Let, let me let me let me ask you that. You say he was one of the coldest that ever did it, right? Next coldest to, that I know that ever did that ever did. Right. Uh, that ever next did. To, next to your uncle, what describe cold for me? What what when you say cold, is it based upon the campaign? Is it based upon not having any smut on your name? What 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 makes you a great player? knowing how to play. He was the coldest that constructed that game for us how to play. He played his game. Okay, is it, are you saying playing because people would measure a player based upon popularity. Who is more popular? Who is well known? Okay. Your brother is not that well known. He's very low key. All right. So I, I, and I would say, yeah, the, the guy who's not known is probably the best player that ever did it. Best because player. That's what I would say. Right. He didn't want to be known. He didn't care about all that. Right. He didn't care about no popularity. He wasn't in that for no popularity contest. He didn't care. Right. But people who knew, knew. And people, that's, what, that's the thing with people who knew, knew. But you know how this game go. Some people, and then in his era, he was the coldest. Davis coldest guy that did in that era. Through the eighties, through the nineties, he was the coldest one that did it. It wasn't nobody cold. Ain't no bishop ain't them. Them niggas ain't none of them. Right. Seymour, none. Of, them niggas ain't. They better not. They know. Bishop, no. He was the coldest that did it in that era. It wasn't nobody colder than him. I promise you. And that's not because it's my brother. Because I'm telling you, I know because of the way he did it. He he made a decision to to, to completely just walk away. Just walk away. I, I don't think I don't. I've never heard someone in the height and at the peak decide to just completely walk. What what do you think made me? pushed him to that decision it was stuff that happened that he saw stuff coming mm. that i don't really get into but he saw stuff coming because they tapping at him they you know tapping at his phones and doing all kind of stuff and that made him say man you know what i'm finna be done just because stuff happened and he said i'm Gonna be done, and I couldn't understand. Man, right. What do you mean you're gonna be done? Right. <laughs> you didn't let the girls go, not because he had to, 
not because he wanted to, it's because I felt he had to, because he didn't have to. Well, I mean, and, and, in, in some, in some time, in, in, in anything that you do, it's always best to walk away in your own terms versus being forced to walk, walk away or being put right. on, or being put on the bench. Now he probably saw things from, again, looking at your missteps, your cousin missteps. Uh, and I'm sure when I talk to him, I'll ask him, but uh, obviously seeing things that's transpired and also I, I'm, I'm i can only assume that you, the, the death of your cousin had to definitely played a part on on his decision as well so walking away probably was probably a smart thing for him to do you know probably saved his life kiko i we thought i thought it was a mistake but man what are you doing right man, i'm done I ain't doing that no more. He let them girls go. And here, y'all take your money. I'm I'm through. Dig that. And, I mean, in his spirit, he said, I guess, you know, through God and what you know, whatever his, you know, spirit told him that I'm done. And he stopped. He ain't did it since. That was it. Tell me this. And he never had to do that. And what he was forced to do, <laughs> he made a choice. Right. I'm done. Tell me this. Uh this this game and i want to come full circle now this game there's a dark side to this lifestyle you know um that very few people talk about and the reason why i ask because you said spirit all right intuition the way you feel there there's a type there's an energy that comes along with this lifestyle that you have to you have to accept I feel, and correct me if I'm wrong. I feel if you if you're gonna if you're gonna pimp, you're gonna be a player, and you're gonna you're gonna fuck with hoes. You, you do under, You have to understand that she's going to sell a part of herself that she cannot get back, right? And Absolutely. and then you have to accept all that that comes along with it. Do you think that over a period of time that energy kind of takes? over you if you don't get control of it exactly yeah it's gonna take control of you but that's where that why i said his spirit or my spirit mm -hmm. in being in the game and in the streets and all that said oh no and it took my spirit through that i give it to the grace of the lord mm -hmm. say man you know it's that's over with lead up that's it's time your time is over. Right. And that's how I felt like his time was. He felt like his time was over with. You know, it, it don't matter because you you were you you know you doing some things. At some point, you gotta look and say what's right and what's wrong. Absolutely. You got to say, yeah, God is a forgiving God. So you know, but at that point, you know at this point how we came up and how I got down, how my brother got down, how my uncles got down, how my daddy did. But at some point, you going to have to come to reality of God. Mm. Okay, if you grace me the blessing of, all right, freeing me up, and in my mind, and in my soul, and in my body, I say, oh, this over with. This done. And 
it's just you you know because that stuff take control of you you've been doing it so long doing the stuff you've been doing so long right at some point you gonna have to say okay if but through the grace of god you're still here so you're gonna have to say okay that's i'm done and that's what my brother did that's what i did you know and just you know because man it wasn't nobody greater than him doing what he was doing my uncle was good and great but at, in chicago he was the coldest that did it for you for you right now uh, we're here in 2022 do you think are, are you more are you happier now uh, right now versus when you were in the game yeah because i'm free you you have more peace of mind now yeah i'm free i'm free all right oh, yeah I'm let me free. let me ask you this uh there there's gonna be someone listening to this maybe uh a 21 year old right put yeah, right. as as you were 17 21 year old deciding man i'm 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 seeing players i'm seeing what's going on on tv i might want to try my hand at at pimping or being a player what would be and if someone came to you and says powwow this is what i'm deciding what would be your advice to that person at 21 thinking about getting in dipping his foot into the lifestyle what would be your advice um i would tell him charlotte you know you, you take a good look at you take a good look at life and when you make a decision like this i just want you to understand one thing there's going to be consequences Okay. And if you understand that there's going to be consequences of this decision that you make, then you do what you do. But you remember, in this life, it's consequences with it. You want to go and be a player, you want to go and be a pimp, it's going to be consequences with it. And then you got to understand, are you ready to accept the consequences? Because when it comes, it's not good. So, you know... Man, you got to look at yourself and understand, oh, it ain't no good. It ain't going to work for you. It may and it may not. But I promise you one thing, it's going to be some consequences to it. In this life, <laughs> right. when you do some things, it's going to be when you decide to do whatever you do in life. If it's not on this side of the fence, it's going to become you can be a player You can be a robber. You can be a gangbanger. You can do whatever you want to do. Just remember, when you decide to do it, and you better think hard before you decide to do it, that it's going to be some consequences behind it. The con the consequences that you're talking about sometimes it's 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 deadly. Um, I did a yeah. I did a I did a few. Lives back, uh, there was a young man out of Miami who lost his life tragically. Between the other guy that allegedly killed him was a player. Uh, 
and recently, I would say, and I said it before, I said it recently on Instagram. I, I think this would probably be one of the most deadliest year since I've been covering this lifestyle for pimps and prostitutes. Uh, and I, I don't think, and I also said, I don't think pimps and prostitutes, I don't think they do much to discourage people from getting into this lifestyle because yeah, people talk about the ups and they may see the materialistic things on social media, but there is a lot more that comes to that, to getting those material right. things is a lot that comes right. with that, that they don't talk about. That they don't talk about. They don't talk about the flip side of it. Dig that. That's the thing, Kiko. They don't talk about the consequences and the flip side of what you have to go through. It's things that in this in that in that lifestyle, you can talk about all of it, man. Yeah, well, I got me a new Cadillac. I got me a new Bentley, and I got this jewelry. And I what he telling me, but man, look. It's consequences that come to this. That's why, I, you know, my brother, he thought. he At least that's why I say he was to be aware, to be alive, because he thought. Said, oh, man, you know, I ain't getting all this money, but, man, it ain't looking good. I can see some stuff coming, and he bagged up. Mm. Hey, man, he was never about, uh, he was never about like Bishop Mim was. He ain't, man, he didn't want to be on no show. Right. He turned all that player. He the one to play award every year. He the one to play at the player's ball. He the one every year. He wouldn't even go. I ain't going. He the one every year. He even go. Let somebody else win because he didn't care about it. He wasn't even on that. The consequences was too great. Right. He like man. The people gonna be there, man. I'm not going. Mm. And people gonna be there, so he wouldn't even never go. And he the one every year. I promise you. I promise you. Legal aspect. The le the legal player. aspect of this. Uh, when 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 you were playing in in '74, the laws was quite different. Here we are in you know uh, the 2000s. We're in 2022. Uh, when you think of a conviction for pimping or now it's called human trafficking or sex trafficking, it, the time that they're giving out is equivalent for what a drug dealer would get. It probably would be better off for someone to be a drug dealer versus to being a player or being a pimp. Yeah, my nephew just doing did 15. Wow. He just did 15. 15. And they were going to get him more than that, 99 years. Wow. And he cut out for 15. Then my other little guy just got out. He just did 20 something years. 20? For that same stuff. Wow. That's a lot of time, dog. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but I mean, but yeah. it's not even, it, it's, when you look at the, when you look at the, the benefits of pimping and hoeing, it's not even worth, you're better off being, Working the nine to five, right? Get, get, getting that type of getting that type of time, <laughs> right? 
So what I'm telling telling you, Kiko, you have to understand the consequences behind it. It's all good. It all look good, but just be ready because it's consequences behind your deeds. Dig that. It's always consequences behind it. That what the old white man told me in the penitentiary. He said, man, you know, you always look. And you always remember, whatever you do in this game, when you want to be in the streets and you're doing the stuff you're doing, that's cool. But he said, you remember one thing, and I'm going to tell you this, because I really like you. I really remember when you go home, when you're thinking about doing wrong stuff and thinking about doing stuff against the grain, just remember it's going to be consequences. And I took that with me to this day right now. You know, well, there's consequences behind that. So, you know, man, just remember. And if you willing to accept the consequences that come behind it, then go on, get out. But you remember there's consequences behind it. Whatever you do, whatever your actions be, just remember you got consequences. This old white man Taught me to my celly. And he used to tell me that. Just remember, it's always consequences. And I always remember that. Dig that. Well, I'm a I'ma I'm I'ma leave it there. Powwow. Okay. I I I appreciate you taking the time to come and chopping it up with me. Uh that that was you really dropped some real jewels that people can learn from. I hope someone heed your advice and what you just said and the consequences. And uh, making this making the decision might be the best thing to walk away or not even getting involved altogether, sir. You are more than welcome to come back and to the podcast whenever you want. Come back and just kick it with me. I'd love to have you back, man. Uh, I really okay, do appreciate, appreciate the conversation. Thank you, my brother. Will do. Powwow, old school player from 1974, Chicago, sir. It was a pleasure. Thank you again. Free Larry Hoover. Free Larry Hoover. Definitely. Definitely. Ain't no doubt. Definitely. All right. All right. Take care, sir. All right. She took a rollie off a trick on, but I ain't give a fuck. I had to get on. He disrespect. I hit him up and then I get on. Switch never off. Bitch, you been on. Suckers get spit on. You can tell I'm a product of my environment. Holding down the corners and blocks of my environment. Gotta watch the company you keep and the niggas that you riding with. End up speaking through mics, that's wireless. I say I love you, don't take my love for granted. Been around when them rounds was dropping, but never panic. From the ghetto, yeah, the streets ain't no peace, niggas vanish. Fucked up in the head, some people won't understand it. Roll runner, I'm a trap star. When he's sitting in a cell, he ain't that hard. Cause these niggas can't fight and they ain't got heart. And these bitches don't write, that'll drive a nigga crazy when you that fuck. Catch me running from a black car, pacing my breath. I know these streets don't love me, but I rip it to death. Run to the trap every time a nigga need to make a flip. Real shit, it ain't no more real paper in that. To be successful, is it that hard? Niggas getting jealous of you cause you mad hard. Forgetting where you come from, is you that foreign? She saying she gon' have your back to the end, but you broke, is you that short? I'm grinding for dollars, trying to put stamps up on this passport. All for a profit, play for the paper, ask my last whore. I ain't letting shit pass me up, if he dispatch him up. Took me an hour and 30 minutes to bag it up. 
I'm chasing paper, all that other shit irrelevant. Get on the net with that diss and that's still like telling it. Show no love to these bitches and put no trust in them there. Switch it up like the love you gave wasn't relevant. Guard up, cause I'm vulnerable with my guard down. I ain't insecure, it's just different the way I fuck around. I ain't waiting for the cheese, I'ma hunt it down, hundred rounds. Chase a nigga down like what you saying now. Outside enjoying the weather, the sun is lit. Trying to play me, you play yourself, who real is this? Ran in front of cops, didn't drop like you did. Fuck you mean, nigga, all of my accomplishments is big. Out surviving the streets in the belly of the beast. Hit her from the back while I'm pulling on a wig. Try not to get too attached, cause these hoes for the streets. Plus my plug just got a new line on the cream. I'ma trap it till I come up. Till that pussy nigga shut up or run up. Disrespectfully, I'm out here till the sun up. But respectfully, I never put my gun up. No, it's always one up. As soon as I get to the intersection, I figure it. None of you niggas can stop me, that's why I feel the great. Myself and my pistol doing 80 on the 80. If you hear niggas speaking on the player, then he been a hater. They just talking, niggas really don't want that smoke. Jealous niggas getting killed over money and hoes. You gotta figure out your life, choose the best road to roll. Since when it ain't right, I can feel it before you show. Just cop me a new pole, nigga, I'm ghetto go. I'm still stuck in the trenches with niggas that do you wrong. Still knocking these bitches trying to get a new road. I feel I'm closer every time I do a song, nigga.